that grind, that grit, that no matter what, you know, adversity you know, he throws at you, at the end of the day, you're not going to give up. And so I always just wanted to embody that. And so like doing so, I took that personally and I took that in stride when I started running track, you know. So obviously <laughs> I wasn't God's gift to earth, so it didn't start out great, you know what I mean? I was this little five, seven kid, you know, who didn't, uh, didn't at all. Actually, I'm not even talking about you, five, seven. I was probably like five, five, you know what I mean? Getting all the short jokes coming at me. So you already know what it is, <laughs> right. man. But, <laughs> but um, I just realized at an early age, man, that I just did not like losing, man. So I was on my, my baseball team starting out, uh, and we sucked. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. We sucked. We played 20 games in a year. We went 2-18. <laughs> We suck. Shout out to Edgewood <laughs> JV Baseball. We suck. <laughs> so uh, one fateful day was at practice. Um, me and one of my best friends, Leek, you know, we was uh, at practice and coach was like, man, I'm not even going to lie to you. You guys didn't make the, uh, the baseball team? Sure as hell would have made the track team. You guys was fast. So took that into stride. I was like, you know what? Deuces. I ain't playing baseball no more. I'm going to take myself to track. So made the track team, you know, the year, first year goes by, I'm not doing so hot. You know, I'm not the fastest guy out there. And my main event is is jumping. Once again, I'm short. So you can obviously tell that he's going up against other guys. And he's, I'm talking about six-foot guys. I'm looking up at you like this, like, right. this, you know, trying to go against <laughs> you, compete against you. <laughs> so sitting there trying to struggle and battle through that. And it got tough, man. It really did because. One, once you love something and you want to be so great at something and you're not doing your best, you know, you get to that point where it's like, man, I don't even want to do this no more. And that's exactly how I felt, you know. And it's okay to feel like that sometimes, you know. Yeah. I want to ask you, Javen, I got a uh, hatred of losing. And you talk about AI and resilience. How do you use that to motivate you? And how do you think others use that to motivate themselves as well? Man, as far as, like, for me personally, like, I just use it to always make sure that I never quit, you know, and that I always get the best out of everything that I'm trying to do. At the end of the day, you know, we can't all be millionaires. We can't all have instant success, you know, instant um, results. But it just like being able to see somebody that, that literally came from nothing to be able to like fight through everything. I mean, you know, as we all, and a lot of people know, if you don't know, you know, Allen Iverson had a, a uh, court case, you know, from a bowling alley accident, you know, and if you don't know, you always look that up, but uh, just to have to go through something like that where you actually sentenced to jail, college is not calling them anymore, anything like that, he could have easily gave up, you know, and who knows what exactly he was going through in that cell, man, and to be able to see that and to see his story and see that he never gave up, he always just tried to be the best he could be at anything he does, I mean, that just, I had to embody that in my lifestyle, you know? Right. Especially yeah. against the unfair odds. Definitely, man. And with that, I mean, I just kind of took that and had that mindset. And my coach talked about it. You know, he let me know, like, if you give up now, that's all you're ever going to do in life. And when things get tough, you just going to keep giving up. So I had to really start grinding, man. And I really, you know, started putting in that work to the point where now I'm running in the mornings before I go to school. I'm running after school, you know. I'm going to the Y. I'm not just playing basketball at the Y anymore. I'm actually starting to lift weights and everything like that, trying to really get and shape my body to be a runner at this point, mm -hmm. a jumper, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that was tough. It was definitely tough, especially at, a at you know, age was 15, 16, 17, trying to do that while everybody else is on uh, Xbox, you know, going to parties, going to the movies, you know? Like right. damn it, I couldn't even I couldn't even really text Shorty like that if I really wanted to because I had to, <laughs> I had to, to make those sacrifices. Right. That's I a very important. It's a very important realization that you came to at a very early age, especially with the help of your coach as well, because that's something that a lot of people don't recognize. No matter how optimistic, no matter how creative, and no matter how God blessed they are there's very tangible and little steps that amount to very big and powerful things going off. And those are the sacrifices that a lot of people aren't recognizing that they need to make. So for you to recognize it quite early is extremely impressive. And it's something to be said for just moving forward in life in general. All yeah. the little steps amount to big ground covered. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, cause it's very tough with a lot of things, 
you know, realizing and understanding and accepting is always that first step, you know. So, like you said, for me to be able to do that at an early age, I think that's what ultimately propelled me to actually start to do well and actually gain that success. So I started to see my grind pay off, you know. Like, actually started getting ribbons, getting medals, you know. I'm in the A team mm-hmm. for, for relays. I'm, you know, actually doing well. I'm actually, like, feared, like, you're looking at me, you see me on the runway, you're like, hey, I remember him from the last meet, watch out for him, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, to have that feeling, especially to be not as, like, the traditional-looking jumper, to be able to give you that type of intimidation or know how that confidence, you know, it was crazy. And then after that, you know, started getting offers from schools and stuff like that. So it became more of a reality, and I started to realize, like, yeah, you know, this is this is me. This is what I'm doing. So, you know, finally get to college, and trust me, that grind changed even more than before. <laughs> like, yeah. it got 10 times harder that I had to grind because I'm exposed to more and more workouts that I was never doing before, you know, eating habits that I didn't have before. Couldn't go to Chick-fil-A every single day. You know, you know me, you know I love Chick-fil-A. Give me the number mm-hmm. one, no pickles. Like, that's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> so then, Jim, so, I got to ask, when you went yeah. over to college, how different and how much of an effect did these changes on your lifestyle really have on you and your mental? Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. I felt like I was, like, mentally strapped, man. Like, every 24-7, I'm going and thinking about something, like, whether it be school, trying to improve myself academically, or physically, you know, for, you know, for track. And then on top of that, you know, being 18, going away for the first time with the school in Connecticut. So going away for the first time in the most extreme, coldest place ever, you know, I'm trying to see what everybody is doing, you know, what's going on on campus, you know, cause I want to be active. I want to be able mm-hmm. to actually do things, you know, and I did find some extracurricular activities to do while I was up there, you know, as far as, you know, pledging my fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma. So I was able to do that. Um, and as far as just like ultimate change, like you understand too, when you get to college, it's like now I'm not the best on my team at this, that, and the third. It's like almost every single person is as good as me or better than me. Yeah. So it's like now I got to even train harder, you know? And I had that mentality that, you know, like I cared about it so much, I want to go to the Olympics with it. So that's what I told my coach, you know, we had that understanding hey, I want to go to the Olympics and I want to do this. So, you know, I'm trying to go through, you know, make those changes and start working out, like, even harder. And then uh, one faithful morning, <laughs> I was with my coach early morning practice, like 6 in the morning, and I'm on the runway, you know, trying to – on the runway trying to get it. And right. hit that board, and boom, my hamstring just popped. You know what I mean? And mm. everything changed for me, like, after that. Everything changed, man. Mm. So I'll be, you know, as far as, like, after that, I just started to doubt myself even more and more. I didn't recover the way that I thought I was going to be able to recover. And mm. because I was so involved in, in other things going on at the time, like, and trying to be, you know, that guy on campus and stuff like that, you know, um, at a, as a freshman at that, you know, I just kind of lost my focus a little bit, you know. And I wasn't rehabbing 100% the way that I should have, but ultimately – you know, it got to a point where now scholarship is not on the option, you know, not an option on the table anymore. School is expensive, as everybody knows. So, you know, yeah. to all them kids out there, everybody out there, make sure you get some scholarships, you know, academic or sure. sports-related. Get it any way you can because you want to be able to go to school for free. So so I got a question then, Javen. After yeah, no. getting to college, grinding, missing out on parties and activities to get yourself in position, to get on a team to take yourself to the next level, getting around peers that are on your level. And like you said, if not a little bit better through all of that for something so unfortunate to happen, something that really you can look at as out of your control, really, would you do it again? Honestly, man. Yeah, I would. (laughs) And it's crazy to say that because, you know, like we going through an injury, man, it's tough. Like I lost a lot of weight. You know, I didn't feel like myself. Obviously, I was not, I wasn't myself when I got back to a healthy, quote unquote, healthy status. You know, as far as like running and everything like that. But if I could had the chance to do it all over again, yeah, I would, man. Because at the end of the day, it was a passion. You know, 
It was something I was die hard for. Like I, I wake up every day and I'm like, I realize I'm looking at you know, my roommate. I'm looking at the four corners in the wall in my dorm, and I'm like, I'm looking at and I look at my track bag and I look at you know that Adidas logo. I look at the you know New Haven logo, and I'm like, I'm literally here at this moment because of this. Like if I didn't have this, I wouldn't be here at all. Not to say mm-hmm. there's anything wrong right. with that. Yeah. But I wouldn't be here. Like, this would not, I, like, this is everything to me. It's taking me places that I've never got the chance to go, meet people that I never would be, had the chance to meet, you know? So, yeah, of course I would, man. Like, watch Olympics every year. <laughs> thousand percent worth it. And that's, and that's a lot of mental resilience, unfortunate events to fall upon you, but then for you to bounce back, that's, even if it's not in the same exact field, to bounce back entirely, just simply because a lot of people can even get complacent. Uh, something that I right. took notice of from what you were saying was when you got to college, you started working even harder and you moved yeah. the goalposts further ahead. Whereas a lot of people could definitely get to that point and recognize, oh, I made it. I'm good. Yeah, and then right. like, that's it. And just go ahead and start falling off that you kept on pushing and you kept pushing and Till you couldn't push any further. And then once you got down, you didn't just stay down, you rerouted and went a whole nother direction. Trust me, it was it was definitely tough. You ask any one of my teammates, man, like they thought that they probably thought that I didn't fuck with them at all. And I'm a kid to bring like I got there and I ain't talking to nobody. Like you're like, yo, who's this little black kid? Like who's who's this little kid, you know, coming through? Like yeah. he just he just working hard and practicing, he ain't gonna say nothing to nobody, like <laughs> That's how, like, kill, kill mode. Right, I was, I was in kill. Well, what man? I was in my Kobe mode at that time, yo. Like, I was ready to go, and unfortunately, I just didn't. I had a chance to really perform the way I wanted to because of injuries. But you know, everything happens for a reason, you know. So, like, that's my message. I want to take out of it, you know. Like, when it comes down to it, just gotta find that silver lining and everything, and find that reason. I'm a firm believer that things do happen for a reason, and Maybe that might not have been the path that I needed to go yeah. down to be able to do mm-hmm. things I wanted to do. I may not be here today, you know, doing this if it was for that. So everything happens for a reason. Alignment, yeah. alignment, alignment. It's all it Even takes, when man. It just, seems out of alignment. All it takes is just look at look at everything from a different positive aspect. Like when when it comes to something that could be a setback, just look at it and turn that that setback to a positive like how can you work yourself back to get to where you want to be instead of just kicking yourself down like you know that was my only chance you take that and you just turn it to a, a bigger accomplishment a better story for yourself yeah. exactly exactly something i heard recently was that life is like a movie but hey the camera really is always rolling yeah, even right. when you even right. when you mess up, even when you fall, you gotta brush yourself off. All the all the bloopers and and all, all, about all, to, all, all I was about to say, I know I got man, bloopers, there. man. I know I got bloopers. <laughs> it's all in there. Don't dwell on it. It's okay to acknowledge it, and it's actually healthy to acknowledge it. Let the emotion out, but don't dwell on it. There's no need to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then we're gonna go ahead and switch it over to you, one. Right, thank you for what you said, Javen. That story was very powerful. Um, just to just to touch on another situation, a per a personal topic about myself is not sports related or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, this this podcast, like we said, is for everybody. So not everybody has a sports background or, or just any other background. Like I said, this podcast is for everybody. You know, the people, the people. You know what I'm saying? So wherever wherever avenue you see yourself being successful at, we nine times out of ten we can probably help you just like you can help us. But anyway, about myself, I want to say maybe the most recent um, probably struggle or battle I had for myself was probably around my 21st birthday when I purchased the car, my uh, Dodge Charger, um, especially in not not even especially, but with 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 how things are right now, definitely in Atlanta, like that car is so common. That car is so mm-hmm. common. So, like, the prices you'll see here is just skyrocketed, like, really, really high. So, when it came down to getting that car, um, for me, growing up, you know, just being a kid, just seeing cars pass by, like, loud, like loud muscle cars, or even, like, 
fancy fancy cars, you know, your Benzes, BMWs, Audi, stuff like that. But for some reason, muscle cars just always stuck out to me, especially Chargers. So seeing those cars pass by, you know, and you always see them, they look nice. You know what I'm saying? They got, like, rims and spoilers and stuff on them, all types of stuff. Everything, everything that I would probably make on, like, Need for Speed or something like that as a kid, <laughs> I just always seen it, and I just loved it. You know, so I just fell in love with that car. So when it came down to having, like, this first – I had the opportunity to have, like, the first car, like, that I own myself, you know. And, and for me, this was a, a big accomplishment when it come down to just doing something for yourself, man. Like, with, with no help, you know, an accomplishment feels so great. Mm. So having that – having a whole – step-by-step playbook of, of how I ran down in my head because of how I wanted to purchase this car because for me it wasn't like you know most people who are in high school like what they want to do me it, it wasn't I, I didn't want to go to the NFL I didn't want to go to the NBA I just wanted some money you know what I'm saying I just wanted money and I just wanted my dream car feel me so it wasn't like I was gonna be like you know I'm gonna go to the military so I can purchase this car or I'm going to go to college, work hard through college to just get a good job, you know, to get that car. It was like, I want to find a, a different route to where I'm still happy at what I'm doing, you know. But I understand at that time, it's still, it's still trials and tribulations that you got to go through. So, like I said, when it came down to getting that car, um, I purchased a car the month of my birthday. I purchased the car June 1st. Um, my my birthday came that on the ninth of June. So when it came down to yeah, so when it came down to getting that car, I want to say I probably searched for about maybe three to four months, honestly, like searching and also working, you know, working and, and stacking my bread up to the side to to get that car. And and when I tell you guys like credit. Is really important, bro. Credit is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't think I, I don't believe I really understood that until it really came down to getting my car. Because even when I like got my apartment, it was still like a, like a blur, like a mm-hmm. okay, credit. What's that? You know what I'm saying? It was like, and it's cool or whatever, but like it wasn't something I was thinking on. I was still looking at money versus credit. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, and I think that's very important to emphasize yeah. as well is the fact is. that you credit one is a very big thing, and they don't speak about that very much at all, really Mm-mm. at all in school. That's not what we're talking. Credit is a very big thing. I'd also yeah. like to emphasize yeah. the fact that you took, you said three to four months of research and looking into what it is that you were about to actually purchase, while also during that time putting in manual labor. What a lot of people tend to do is they tend to put their dreams on hold or they try to put it on standby. I guess you could say trying to accomplish accomplish one part of a many part process. Yeah. And you can multitask. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tiring. But yeah. that's just really what it takes to achieve higher end things that you want. So my question to you is how difficult was the mental battle versus the physical battle of this work during these three to four months you were doing I would say when it came down to the mental aspect, um, probably came down to just even a search for the car, you know, because mm-hmm. the prices was fluctuating at that time. Like they really were starting to fluctuate. They were just starting to go a little too high for what I wanted to pay for that car. You know, That's so definitely. just looking day in, day out, you know, I, I might save a car or I'm making different accounts with all these different websites like car guru or cars.com and setting up profiles so that you know if there's a a charger that came on the market you know it it instantly they instantly send me notifications and then by the time i check notification or 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 whatever you know the car is sold or i call them and even though i got the notification it's 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 sold or or just anything other is wrong with it like so when it came down to that you know it it was tough man because at, at one point i honestly got to the point where i was like even though how bad I wanted the car and how how hard I worked for the car, I was like, okay, maybe it's just not my time now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it got to the point where I was, you know, doubting myself, saying like, okay, I'm gonna just settle. Just like all the 
voices in the back of your head or, or, or just other people telling you, like, you know, why not just settle for something, you know? And when it comes down to me, I'm going to spend my money on something that I, I'm happy with. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't like to settle when it comes to stuff like that, especially, like, very important purchases. Very you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I didn't want to settle, like, like how everybody was telling me. But like I said, it honestly did get to the point where I was doubting myself, not being able to find a car I wanted, not whether it be, like I said, it was sold or the color or like even the mileage they were selling, like the mileage was just really high on them. Like they were selling charges for like a hundred K miles plus, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. I'm like, I, I'm not about to put myself in no position like that. You know, this this don't make no yeah. sense. All just to please an aesthetic thing. But when you look on the yeah. inside of it, it's. Oh man, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, so I can I can honestly say when it when I finally came down to the point when I found that car, it was a great feeling. You know, I feel like everything. It was just something about when I looked at that car, I called them, everything was cool and cordial on the phone, and everything was going as planned. You know, and and the the physical side for me honestly wasn't a big deal. Like I said, it was it was really mental. Because mm-hmm. the, the working, working overtime, 10 hours, 12 hours shifts a day. Yeah, I mean, it, it wear down on you physically. But mentally, it's just something about that feeling of accomplishing something. Knowing you did it on your own and knowing it was something you really, really worked hard for. So, I think that's real important to, to emphasize yeah. there. Is Once the it fact came down that to that, it was a lot easier. Exactly. The physical work is really not even the hardest part of it. The hardest part that you were really saying was more so just getting all these notifications and it's the mental aspect. It's really getting played with emotionally, seeing a good car, do good deal, going to it. Oh, gone. Now you got to yeah. wait again. Oh, and now this one looks good. Everything's great. Oh, but they don't got the right color. Like and then square one every back time. over. That's the part that a lot of people got to really work on and get through their head. So for yourself, going through all of that, leading up to the night before you called the man, you said things were great on the phone everything was in order how did you feel the night before the purchase was looking to be made i honestly I, like i said i felt great man you know everything it, it, it all aligned all at once i want to say at that time i think overtime probably was just ending at work so regardless if i had overtime or not you know overtime definitely helped when mm-hmm. it came to the, the money aspect but you know, as soon as that was gone it was like okay i, I still had to take you know, my regular base check with no overtime, you know, and put that to the side. But, like, that was just just something different. But, like I said, I felt great. Um, talked to the guy. He was cool, cool guy, cool guy on the phone, cool guy on the phone. Um, Like I said, everything worked out. It was the price I wanted. I bought it. When I bought the car, it was at, I believe it was just at 40,000 miles. And my okay. car is a 2015. But... I mean, honestly, with the Chargers, you probably can't even tell the difference. Honestly, if you're looking at them, like multiple people will ask if that's a 19 or newer, only because of just how common they are and the body style hasn't changed. But, I mean, that's besides the point. But like I said, that night, it felt great. So waking up that next day, um, I went and did this on a Saturday, I believe. I believe it was a Saturday the next day, Saturday or Sunday. And, um... I finally went there and checked out the car. As soon as I get there, the older, the older white guy that I talked to on the phone, his name's Hollis. Um, older white guy I talked to on the phone, just kind of looks at me and like looks me up and down. So I'm like, okay, but like this is before I said like, how you doing, or anything like that. Like before I say anything, like I'm trying to check out your car, anything like that. So I notice it. I still proceed. You know what I'm saying? Good evening, sir. How you doing? I called you yesterday about a Dodge Charger. You know, I, I'm I'm here to make that purchase today. First thing that comes out of his mouth is, uh, you know the type of payments you got to make in that car. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like instantly right then when he said that, I already had a feeling how this was gonna go. And already knew what time it was. Yeah, it's like so. It's like you 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 work you do the physical aspect just to have another and you do the physical aspect and you also get through the other mental doubts that you had about yourself just to get to another situation right at the very last final push. You know what I'm saying? Right at the finish line. So 
anyway, he's we're talking. He's like, uh, you know, how, you know, type of car payments you got to make. And me, I'm like, I'm not this guy who's gonna tell you I just got it like that when it comes to money or anything like that. But like the first thing I said was like, money isn't the issue. But I wasn't coming off arrogant. Like I just, I'm having it like that. Mm. You know, it's just like I was just offended because that's the first thing that came out of your mouth. It wasn't anything that I wanted to hear. Like that was just to me. I just felt offended. You know, what I mean? yeah, other yeah. people. Other people might not get offended by that, but me, I'm offended because, I mean, I'm not going to play the whole, y'all can take what you want from how I tell you how the whole purchase went, but, like, I'm not going to give into the whole, like, uh, you know, I'm looking at you because you're different, you know, if you know what I mean, as far as, mm-hmm. like, you know, because, like I say, he's an older white guy, but, I mean, it is what it is. So, like, we, we're moving forward, and, you know, I'm telling him, you know, like, money isn't the issue. You know, and he's like, well, yeah, you know, for a car like this, you got to put down like, you know, like 5000 I'm like, so you're telling me I would have to put down 5000 or, or 5500 Because like, he took it even as high as like six bands. You know what I'm saying? Saying like, yeah, at the most, you had to put down six bands for, for this car only because of the type of car it is. And I'm asking him like, are you sure? Because this is only a 2015. I understand it has like a, like a Hemi engine and all that other stuff. I understand that. But at the end of the day, it's still a 2015. This isn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And regardless of, of what year it is, you haven't even asked, like, what my credit score was. We haven't ran my credit or anything for you to say this. So at this point, I'm kind of just deteriorated. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, all right, well, at this point, I'm, I'm that person where it's like if, if something happens, I'm, I'm really I'm really quick to just be like, well, all right, bro, you know, just whatever, you know, and it only took or honestly, probably the younger white guy. It was a younger white guy. I can't remember. I want to say his name was Jason. Uh, he just so happened to be there next to me when I was talking to Hollis, the older white guy. Like I stated earlier, he's a guy who owns a lot. He actually owns a lot. So I talked to the guy, the younger guy, Jason, um, and, and, and he's just apologizing because at this point, like once me and Hollis got deep into the conversation, I was just frustrated. So, like, he's just talking. I'm like, whatever, bro. Like, whatever. Like, just whatever. And he obviously isn't giving into it because, I mean, I can't speak on his behalf. But from what I perceive, it was just, like, another young black kid just, you know, just in here just probably trying to waste my time when I'm. Window shopping. I'm, yeah, like, window, like I'm window shopping. You know what I'm saying? That's like, your color score, school. not your credit score. That's yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I'm here trying to make <laughs> a purchase. dark. <laughs> right, right. So I'm offended. I'm like, man, you know what? Like, regardless of, of how bad I want this car, I just felt like I was like, whatever, bro. I could, I could find another one, even though I know this one. This was the only one I could find, bro. Like the only one I could find is, like I said, when I saw the pictures, everything was right from the the color to the mileage to the the just everything that probably was done like under the hood already. You know, that stuff that I didn't have to spend extra bread on. Um, it was the car but, for you. What you yeah, it, it was just it was just for me, and it, everything felt right. And just for him to, to say that, I was just like, Damn. Come through you know, on like, the final stretch. On the final stretch, I was like, work. well, I guess it ain't right. after all. Maybe I should have settled like everybody was telling me. So, like, that was another point where I started to mentally doubt myself. But, like I said, I talked to the younger guy, Jason, you know, and he, and he took over from there. Just the first thing he said is, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's having a long day. He's having a long day, and he, he's honestly not like that. It, I, I don't want you to think of him that way. I'm like, and I'm just explaining to him. I'm like, bro, like, regardless of if you're having a bad day or not, if you run mm-hmm. a business, you're supposed to treat everybody as, like, your number one customer. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless right. of how they look. That man, I could have came in homeless. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just so built upon not judging a person by – like or ju- judging a book by its cover, you know what I'm saying. So regardless of who you are, what you look like, you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna judge you, you know, just based off of first looks. Mm-hmm. You know, say so I I would just never do that. So he's explaining that, and I'm just like, well, you know, it's just that's just not how I move. So I can't even comprehend how somebody could be having that bad of a day to just take it out on somebody who's trying to shop, who's trying to make a purchase. You know what I'm saying? Try to disqualify you before yeah, even so, anything else. 
it, it came down to him just talking, me and him talking, and, and he probably got me hooked into the conversation by just talking about the car. I probably let him talk me into it. But at this point, I was I was still so much in love with that car, regardless of the issue I had with the owner of the lot. You know, it was just still like, okay, well, maybe I could just see what's going on. You know, so anyway, me and me and the younger guy Jason were talking, um, and we decided to just go forward and just check my credit score just to see where it's at. So at the time, I went in there mentally thinking, you know, my credit score is probably around. Like, you know, in the 600s, like low 600s, like 620s, you know, no, nothing higher than 625, 626 at best. Right. Because just months before that, I had just got my apartment. Mm-hmm. And like I said, even credit then wasn't like a big thing to me. So I was like, I mean, obviously right. my credit was high enough to get an apartment. So probably 600, you know, not knowing at the time or not really looking in and, and thinking about it. Like, OK, that should be, you know, good enough to get a car, too. Right. But uh once he came back, you know, like those months I was paying my bills on time and, and rent on time, my credit had jumped up to seven twenty seven. And so for hey, me that yeah, for me when I when I thought about it, you know, that's that's like one of the that's like a pretty that's a pretty good score. Like like you could be yeah, taken serious. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Seven hundred. It's, it's 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 not it's not common you'll find that that have a credit score, especially when it comes to just young, young adults, you know, and like anyone in their 20s, it's pretty rare, you know, because it's just not something, especially when it comes to African-American community, like we're just not taught that, you know, finances and stuff like that, how, you know, it might be for others, if you know what I mean, in like private schools and stuff like that, schools that have the funds to, you know, have you know, financial business classes and stuff like that. Like, to us, stuff like that just went out the window. Even just the so, adults in life. Yeah, the yeah in of, life. Uh, the adults in life work regular nine-to-five, either desk nine jobs or maybe even manual labor. So they still, they don't even know much about it either. Right, right. People just walking around with, like, 500 credit scores in a 40. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I'm not going to say anything because I don't know what they went through. I, I just am glad I'm fortunate to just make sure I was doing what it took to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. honestly, with, without the credit score, I honestly don't think I would have been able to get that car without a huge, huge down payment. And for my car, I want to say I put down, I want to say I put down 25, so 2,500 for the car. Well, it might have been 3,000. It was one of the two, but it wasn't anything higher than 3,000. So once it came back to that, he tells me the credit score is 727. I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? But still with Hollis, the older white guy, still with him owning a lot, he still had to tell him. And I'm like, I mean, you could tell him I really don't care. You know, it is what it is. Like, I'll just take my money and my credit score somewhere else. So at the time, even though I was purchasing a car from that lot, that car that car lot was still fairly new. So they didn't have many, like they didn't have a, a large, a long history of car sales and stuff like that. So I was I remember how he was explaining to me, like, like I said, they had just opened up maybe a, a couple months before that, maybe two months at best before I showed up. So, like I said, they didn't have many sales and stuff like that because they nobody knew about them. Um, so, you know, he, he tells Hollis and the first thing he comes back, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Just the older white guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just really want to apologize for how I acted and how my actions were towards you earlier, you know, when you first arrived. I just want to say I'm sorry. You know, I'm just I'm just truly not having one of those days. It hasn't been much business. Pretty much just giving me a whole spill of what's going on that I don't honestly I don't care about because at, I have no sympathy for you, bro. Like you just judge me as soon as I walk through the door. You know what I'm saying? So you know he's just telling me I'm sorry and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, it's cool. You know, I'm I'm just taking my money, my business elsewhere. And then the first thing he's like, well, right, right, I'm sorry, son. You know. But what can I do to, to just get you to leave off the lot with this car? You know, I, I told him, I said, well, we could see what we could do about these payments or or just anything like that. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't really looking at the aspect of the car of like what he could do to the car. I was just looking at, you know, money wise, like payment wise and stuff like that. So I said, well, with that credit card, what would that make my payments at? 
um, my payments. I mean, I I don't want to pay them payments now. I still don't want to pay them, but it was <laughs> it was it's still it's still a lot lower than what it would have been if I had walked in there with that six hundred credit score. So right. you know, right. um, it, it, it we went into that and it was somewhere where I could be like, okay, that's manageable. You know, with all the other bills I have aside going on, I was like, okay, I can manage that. You know, at this point, I'm still just talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not signing. I didn't I haven't signed no paperwork. I haven't given no verbal confirmation that I'm purchasing this car. I just want to see where, where, how far along we can get. And to pretty much use this, I'm pretty much just extracting as much as I can get from him as leverage to the next dealership I go to. So that's where I'm at mentally. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I'm like, well, I could just go to the next dealership, even though I'm not going to buy this car, even though as much as I want that car, and I know it ain't no other car, you know, that I can get right now. Because, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I definitely wanted this car before my birthday. It was it was going to be my 21st gift to myself for all my hard work and stuff like that and sacrifices that I have made, you know, whether it been, like I said, working those overtime shifts, so picking up shifts on the weekend to sacrifice, you know, going to the club or something like that. You know, or or just any type of fun activities on the weekend. I'm sacrificing those to go get some extra bread at work. You know what I'm saying? To go get this car. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, that's just how bad I wanted it. You know, and um, so like I said, I was using it for leverage, and uh, he told me how I can get the car payments at, and cool with it. I'm like, okay, well, thank you for your time. You know, he he sticks his hand out because he's thinking like, you know, like like we're good, like we're we gonna make this deal. I turn around, walk away. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Are, are you okay? Are, are we going to move forward with the process? I said, no, no. Like, thank you, though. But, like, I'm a, I got, I'm good. I'm going to just go somewhere else. Sorry, sir, sir, I'm sorry. Well, what can nah. I do? What can I do to get you to, to, to get this car today? So, at this, at this yeah, point, I, I, can't even, I can't even tell you how great of a feeling it felt. Like, like how I felt. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Internally. To have this man pretty much in the palm of my damn hands, you know what I'm saying? Because they went from me going to him as as a buyer, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, what, what, what do I have to do? What do I have to put down to get this car? To him coming to me, right. like, well, what can I do to sell you this car, sir? You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you should have treated me from jump. So Flip the at, whole situation around. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna milk this. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna. I'm I'm going to try and extract whatever I can. You feel me? Yeah, give me a try. At this point, I ain't drive the car. I ain't touch out the car. I done drove, like, hella charges before and stuff like that, so they all the same, but I just haven't drove that one specifically. So, you know, like I said, I ain't ain't getting the car. I ain't ain't even start the damn car up. You know what I'm saying? Because I already got a a mental aspect of how the car is supposed to be. Uh-huh. Even though I definitely should have checked it out because, you know, that's probably stuff you should probably do <laughs> when it comes to yeah, asking right. buying a car. I just seen this shit. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I know I want this car. I don't care. You know, Charge I don't care it, how to drive. I'm put whatever I need to put because that's just how I walked into it so yeah. blindly, you know, into that purchase saying like, okay, I'm going to get this car. But uh, like, like I said, he comes back and sorry, you know, what can I do to get you to drive off this car? At the time, the car was in 10 or anything like that. I'm like, uh, you know, it's no ten on there. You know, I, I don't, I'm not really feeling that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, pretty much just seeing where I can go in the conversation. <laughs> he, uh, he comes back and he's like, well, well, we we can do in house ten. You know, um, I'm like, well, you got five, you know, because that's that's pretty much the darkest you can get. That's like limo tent and stuff like that. Trying to be seen. He ain't trying to be seen, people. Yeah, nah. <laughs> so he's like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I have it, but I, I have to pay extra out of pocket. That's not my problem. You ask me, <laughs> you're asking me, what can I do to to get you to buy this car? So, hey, bro, that, this is what you can it, do. This is right. what you can do for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just off the strength of how you disrespecting me from jump. You feel me? So I'm like, you know, that's just what it takes. Anyway, we probably go with back and forth about that of him having to pay out of pocket for about maybe five, five ten minutes. He did it though. He did it. <laughs> and, um, like I said, at this point, I still haven't signed no paperwork. I ain't signed no paperwork. I still ain't given no confirmation. I ain't dapped the man's hand. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? And um, at that point, 
uh, I, we was just, he was still asking, okay, well, let's go get started on the paperwork. I said, no, nah, I think I want to go out for a drive. I want to see how this drive works. <laughs> and he like, he like, oh, well, okay, well, well, we'll, we'll be out just in a second. I'll go get the, the tag and stuff. But when he was saying this, he was saying like, the way he was saying it, like me and him finna ride together. Nah, bro. Like, nah, like we good. You know, so I'm good. You know what I'm saying? At this time, it was me and and my woman. I'm not gonna have you in my backseat of a, of a car that I'm possibly gonna purchase. I don't need you in the car because you wouldn't be doing that for anybody else if they're purchasing a car. You wouldn't be doing that if one of your uh kin folks was trying to purchase the car or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm uh I'm like um yeah I'm 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 just go out. Me and my woman just gonna drive. You know, spend a block right quick. Come back about ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes, man. I love it, bro. I love it. Um, it's exactly everything I envisioned. Um, and like I said, I, I just knew like the love I had for that car increased tenfold. So he comes back, and um, after I after I already returned, and that like I said, so at this time I'm looking inside the car. I'm I, I really all I did was go down the street to the gas station, park, look in the car, and so on the way back I'm noticing you know it's. You know, it's kind of dirty back there, like in the back seat, like you know, a little lint and stuff. So, and the and the uh, the uh, uh, windshield wipers was um, it was kind of dirty. So I'm just looking at it like, okay, so the car dirty, you know. So come back, and he's like, oh, okay, you want to move along the process? I said that that car that car kind of dirty. You know what I'm saying? That that car like 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 what what can you do? Because I'm not purchasing a dirty car straight off rip. You know what I'm saying? He's like, well, we're just about to close in a second. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really, I said, I'm not purchasing no dirty car. I'm not, I'm just not doing that. You know, and, and definitely when my woman stepped in, he, he wasn't backing out of that. He, you going to clean that car. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So he, he takes a run back, cleans the car out, you know, and, and he comes back again. Like I said, I'm still trying to milk the situation. I'm still trying to get whatever I can, regardless of how bad I want the car. So, uh, you know, even like I said before, we signed the paperwork and stuff. Uh, I noticed that the gas tank was probably at like half tank. I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm need that filled up too. I'm gonna need a full tank on my new car, on, on my car." You know what I'm saying? So he's looking like, "Well, you know, he's trying to joke now, trying to make it seem like we cool, buddy, buddy." <laughs> nah, bro, we ain't cool, bro. We ain't. I ain't your homeboy. We ain't friends. I ain't kicking it with you none. So he like, yeah, you know. Uh, you know, you know, gas price is kind of high right now. You know, I could, I could probably throw you know, 20 in the tank. Now, if you know anything about like V8s and stuff like that, they eat up gas, bro. So $20 ain't none. You know what I'm saying? $20, especially if you, for those, even if you don't have a muscle car or anything like that, if you have like an Infinity or something like that, you'll be using like 93 premium. Mm. That ain't cheap right now. <laughs> it's not cheap right now, bro. So uh, he, he goes and Tells me like, well, the best I can do is twenty dollars. I said, well, that's not good enough for me. I still ain't signed no paperwork. You're not getting no no money or anything out of me right now. So he's just kind of frustrated. He's like, well, all right, fine. And he calls a younger guy, Jason, over. Jason, he's like, hey man, what's the issue? I said, uh, oh nothing. Hollis, he finna go put some gas in my car. And he's just laughing because he see Hollis <laughs> stormed off, frustrated. Anyway, he uh, drives off. Fills it up. It's at a full tank. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I, th- I think I'm done playing. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and move forward. But uh, so after that, we move forward, and, and that's pretty much that's pretty much was it. Honestly, it was a smooth <laughs> process after that. But it was just the the fact of like not the physical work, but the mental aspect of you know looking for the car, not being able to find the car, finally getting the car that mm-hmm. I want, and it's still being something else at my final, final last push or at the finish line that's holding me back, that's making me want to redoubt myself all over again, that that made me, you know, it just kind of like, I was just like, nah, like, I'm not going to let this hold me back. I'm going a, I'm to a push through this adversity because like, at the end of the day, I still want this car. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty and, much that's pretty much and, how it went. And not only did you push through the adversity, you completely flipped it around. Flip that script. <laughs> Flip yeah. that script. Yeah. So let me get That's this straight again for myself and those listening. You went in there, you faced prejudice off rip. 
guy looked at you like, oh, no, ain't no way this young <laughs> yeah. man could be in here purchasing this vehicle. Uh, let me go ahead and get him out of here real quick. What is he, window shopping? And right. you got discounted payments, tent, a cleaning from the on the inside of the car. <laughs> right. And the full gas And tank. a full gas tank. <laughs> yeah. I think the That's... big thing that a lot of people need to recognize there and the power in which he had in that situation all came from one thing. Willing to say no. Willing to walk away. He had exactly what he wanted right there in the palm of his hands. He could have just shelled out the money for it and just got it. Forget it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But still mm -hmm. went ahead and made the best of the situation, even through adversity. And that's definitely something to take but note truth, of. Truth be definitely. told, had I just walked in there and he was just cool straight from jump, man, I would have bought that car no tent. <laughs> Half a tank, like just dirty, right like, like, just because of how bad, like I said, I wanted that car. And Walking even like man. I said, as a kid, just seeing that car, I'm like, oh man, mm -hmm. I don't care how that car come. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get that. Like, that's for yeah, me. especially when you have the money yeah. for it, too. You know, yeah. I've no, at least I find myself, and I'm sure a lot of people, other other people, when you do come into some money, you tend to stop looking for them deals at times. You know, you right. just kind of yeah. like, just hey, like man. I got it. You got to yeah. keep moving forward. That was a big thing that I think a lot of people should definitely take notice in both of those stories that y'all gave. Both powerful tales in the mental field, being able yeah. to get through these. Well, man, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. You said something in that story. When I, when I heard it, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ask him this. He's talking about them cars, man. And uh, <laughs> he's talking about them cars the way you love them so much, yeah. Sound like you was a punch buggy type of guy in the car back in the day, man. This is the way you talk about the cars. <laughs> not gonna lie to you. Uh, definitely would have been scared sitting in the back seat with you. I'm not gonna yeah, lie to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got not real, like you definitely get some licks. It got real active back there in that back seat, man. I'm talking about on the. I'm talking on the way to church. <laughs> Amen. Don't matter. Uh, right don't there. Matter. <laughs> I don't care, bro. I don't care if he was on the church bus, the pastor driving the church bus. I don't care. Oh, pastor, you getting punched in the back of that head if I see a charge over there. It's, it's all sight. It's just that. It's all sight. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to thank you both for taking the time and going ahead and joining me on this, telling your own personal stories. And we'd love to hear from those listening, your own personal yeah. stories or your own just insights on mental health. We'd also like to make this, like I said it before, and I'll say it again, this is a people's podcast of people's wolf pack. So what we really do, want to do is hear from you guys. We want to hear questions. We want to hear topic suggestions. We want to hear comments, good, bad, ugly, anything from A to Z. We're all leers because we're not only trying to help, but we're also trying to learn. Yeah. So I'd like to just go ahead and plug Inside Wolves once again. Follow us on IG, Inside Wolves. Twitter, Inside Wolves 1, and then YouTube and TikTok, Inside Wolves Entertainment. That's where we'll be posting all kinds of things. We'll be posting the podcast. We'll be posting comedy skits and clips. I, Like I said, I'm a digital artist, so you'll be for sure seeing some art up there. You'll be seeing some merch coming in as well. And, hey, more to come from this. So I'd like to thank you guys for listening. And this was Inside Wolves Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.